Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we have three on the mic this week. Got Josh and Dylan in here. Um, we're going to do something a little different. We are not going to talk NFL this week. We're going to take a little break from it. Uh, we got some big playoffs going around, um, both in the NHL and in the NBA. Uh, we're going to start with the NHL, which because we have Josh on, on the mic, um, feels like this is a good time as any to really get. We are done with the first round of the NHL playoffs, um, which I know Josh is pretty much now done with hockey for the season. Um, but there's still hockey going on. It's, it's dead to me with the Bruins out. The Bruins yeah. losing that first round to the Hurricanes. I mean, I I can't say I'm shocked. Um, I can't say I'm shocked. Carolina is a great team. Their coach, Rod Brindamore, man, he's the type of coach I would want to play for. He's the type of coach I would want coaching my team. Carolina, they're a strong team. What's scary is they were playing with backup and third string goalies in the first round. Um, makes it worse that we couldn't beat them. But Auntie Ranta had a great series, played surprisingly well. And then, you know, Max Domi, who they picked up at the trade deadline, he killed us. He played a solid game. He doesn't didn't score much throughout the series, but a physical game. And then those, um, what, two goals in game seven really, really hurt us. But for the Bruins, Taylor Hall kind of disappeared. Eric Halla wasn't really there. The, the top line, Bergeron was getting killed by Jordan Stahl in the faceoff circle. And... Yeah, the, the secondary scoring just wasn't really there. We dealt with some injuries. Charlie McAvoy missed a game. Hampus Lindholm was out for a couple. Grizzlick was out. But, um, yeah, no, it was disappointing. We'll see what the Bruins do. Interesting offseason for the Bruins. But now Carolina is moving on and playing the Rangers. That is true. They are playing the Rangers. They're actually the game is in progress as we record. Um, it is almost the end of the third quarter. It's two minutes left. It is a one-one tie. I'm sorry. See, I'm still learning. Thank you. You know, I, I got both the, the hockey experts on, so they're going to correct me a lot. Um, so I the only thing I got to watch really with the first was I did watch a little bit of game seven of that Rangers comeback. Mm. Um, it did – I, I got drawn into it because um, of all the hype with it. Um, now it is Carolina versus the Rangers. And I will say this, um, looking at the game right now, I am, I didn't, you know, I'm again, learning hockey, learning this. We talked about this every, you know, as of last year. Um, I'm kind of digging the Carolina Hurricanes sweaters. Is it, am I right? That's what they're called. Yep. Um, with the hockey stick and the, the hurricane flags, that's a pretty sick looking little, you know. No, they, they've got good, they've got good sweaters. They they have a great fan base. Um, the games in Carolina are just crazy. I don't know, you know, the Rangers, it depends on which Igor Shesterkin they get. Um, Shesterkin, he he may win the award for the top goalie in the NHL. Um, for this year but he did not play like it in the first round against the penguins but you know they they were able to make it through that um andrew cop was their big trade deadline addition he played a, a strong first series but then artemi panarin mika zabanejad they're gonna have to somewhat carry that team um adam fox is a stunning young defenseman you know face yeah 
just going to be up there with Kale McCarr, Charlie McAvoy as the guys for the next five, 10 years. But, but you're right. You've got the classic sweaters in the New York Rangers up against those, those pretty cool, which um, I don't know what color they're wearing tonight, but they've got like black. those sweet. Okay. The black ones are the black where it's got the hockey sweet. stick. It's, yep. it's like the hockey stick has got the two flags. It looks like a hurricane flags, like for the beach. It's like, I was, that's a pretty cool sweater. I was like, all right. I mean, granted, I already said I was going to be a Kraken fan, so can't, but I, I can, I can appreciate the sweater. So, um, so Dill, I, I know you said before we started recording that you started getting to watch some of the hockey games. What? Okay, we got, like I said, we have four series going on right now. Um, not at tonight, but in the second round, you know, you've got Edmonton and Calgary that are going to be coming up later tonight. Um, we got Colorado and St. Louis and uh, Florida and Tampa Bay. Which is, you know, I mean, I guess that might be, you know, your number two. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, my expertise. I mean, you know, I, I know who's gonna win, but I'm not gonna spoil it for everybody else. But I was say, can we um, put some money on it? I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I'm still learning too. But uh, I, I've gotten into some. Uh, I've been able to watch some more hockey over the last couple of weeks, um, especially with the playoffs kicking in. Um, I've seen some avalanche games um, and they've, they've been pretty impressive. Uh, I watched some, like some stuff from the the blues game last night. Um, I saw, I watched uh, the last uh, uh, some, at least some of the last two or three games of that lightning series uh, against uh, Toronto, which was really fun. I, I really like, I mean, I like scoring. I think any newbie to any sport just wants to see scoring. Uh, And so, like, Austin Matthews was – like, I was kind of sad to see him lose because, like, dude just scores a ton, it feels like. Um, And so seeing him lose kind of sucked. But I like the Lightning. They're my second team being from Tampa. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I've seen some some games. I saw some – one of the triple overtime games. I forgot who it was. Uh, We were talking about it a little bit before – um that we got on uh it's just been really fun actually this year i felt like the first series i think with the exception of colorado went at least six games for every series uh colorado swept the sabers but then six games seven games seven games seven games seven games seven games six games so it was a really good first round that was really competitive so i have a lot of high hopes for the second round and going forward it seems like there's a decent amount maybe i'm wrong I'm like I said, I'm not like really, uh, I'm really not really like an, like a, not an expert on it, but it seems like there's a lot of parody. Like there's a lot of really good teams, um, and they all bring different things to the table, but they all like it's been good matchups. So I'm pretty interested to see how it, how it plays out. Um, I mean, my only real dog in the fight, if there is one, is Tampa Bay, and they're on what a quest for a three peat. Um, I'm not going to act like, oh, I've been here before and this is like my team, but I mean, I mean, I think just dynasty type stuff in any type of sport is pretty interesting. So I think you win three titles or get there at least three years in a row. That's kind of dynastic. So, um, I don't know. It's been interesting. I've, I've actually wanted to watch it when it's on this year. And so, uh, it's been fun. Uh, all right. I'm not watching it right now because the Warriors are playing. But. So, so Josh, what was the nickname we called Tampa last year? 18 million oh. over the cap. 
Yeah. It was, yeah, it they, Mr. Uh, it was, it was the over the cap team. Yep. Which I don't think they were this year. At least I not don't by think so much. either. Yeah. So. Last year they had done the, the long-term injured reserve to get around the, the cap with Nikita Kucherov on the, you know, but this year, I mean, they still have Nikita Kucherov. They've got Steven Stamkos. Um, they still have Vasilevsky and Hedman and Sergachev. And I think they were under the cap. So I'll give it to them this year. If they win. If they win. If they win. Okay. Um, I mean, so we've talked about Colorado. We've talked about the Tampa Bay. We've talked about Carolina, the Rangers. We haven't talked about Calgary, Calgary and Edmonton. Um, I don't know well enough on either team. Is there anything you can add to this, Josh, before we move on? Yeah, so Connor McDavid's great. Yeah. Well, okay. That's I mean, that that's that's it. Pretty much a big part of it. No, um, and not just Connor McDavid. If you watch Edmonton, they they don't necessarily have four lines, you know, but they, they got one line that is better than anyone else's line. Um, they used to call the the Boston top line the perfection line. And maybe because all three guys were studs, I don't know. But if you if they're playing on the same line at the same time, Connor, McDra- Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are incredible. Um, Leon Dreisaitl gets overlooked sometimes because he's with Connor McDavid. But my goodness, he's stunning. Um, you've got Evander Kane playing really well in the, the first round, which was kind of surprising. You know, Nugent Hopkins... But it that team, the Oilers basically, in my opinion, rise and fall on McDavid and Dryside. And so you've got them. And then Calgary, Calgary's an interesting team. They're they're sometimes fun to watch. Um, they sometimes play a bit more of a, a physical game. You know, Matthew Kachuk is sometimes bordering on dirty. Um, Milan Lucic, a former Boston Bruin, is a a heavy hitter. Um, you've got a couple of guys who can score. Johnny Goudreau is a really impressive guy to watch, but it's an interesting matchup. I, I think you have to look at it and say, if McDavid stays hot, the Oilers should be favored, but the flames are a solid team too. I wasn't sure if they were going to take the stars. You know, when again, went to seven games, I thought Dallas had a good chance, but the flames were um, the number two, seed in the west and so it wouldn't shock me if if they can slow down mcdavid and dry if they end up winning that series but don't be surprised if like dylan was saying if it goes six or seven so it's kind of like the warriors versus the mavericks right now the edmonton is a lot more star power like luca and calgary has a better team yeah, possibly. I mean, it's hard to say that. That was my, that was my chance of segueing. Yeah, yeah. I figured it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, when I said it, I was like, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that probably doesn't match up as well. But. Yeah, yeah. with that one, I might go more uh, Celtics against Miami. Okay, that's a better. I give that. Okay. Because the Calgary is a bit more of the Miami. Um, because Miami, what? You know, if you say Matthew Kachuk or Johnny Goudreau is the Calgary Flames superstar, that's kind of like saying Jimmy Butler is the superstar. Great player, solid player, starter on any team. But, you know, kind of like a knockoff brand superstar. Um, like great value brand. Yeah. 
or maybe a step hey, up better better value. price per ounce yeah yeah it, it really is <laughs> that price per ounce really comes into play you know i love my price per ounce <laughs> All right. Well, since uh, Dill tried to uh, segue into the NBA, um, we will segue into the NBA, but we're not going to talk about the current matchups. We're going to start with the end. We had four game sevens this past weekend. Um, of course, you know, two or four teams went home, four teams went on. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Three games, three game sevens. Because the uh, Heat Sixers was a game six. It finished in six. Um, but I want to start out with, we'll start out with the one that was kind of like an easy game seven. I think Dylan will agree. We talked about this before because we were on last Wednesday when it was, I think, the Grizzlies were just going to dominate Golden State. Last Wednesday, um, that was game five, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, it was game five. I, I said that it would be – I wouldn't be surprised if we won, but I was leaning towards there's a very good possibility that we were going to lose. Right, and that and happened. We got smashed. <laughs> we didn't but, just lose. We got beat. We got beat. But bad. I think everybody keeps saying thinking that with that one – and I think even you said it in the podcast that, you know, um, Golden State likes winning at home. They like finishing it off at home. Um, no, they did finish it off. At home and we're six and home at home right now. Yeah. So they did finish it off at home. Um, I, I will say this. I think, I think I've said this on this podcast. The Grizzlies are going in the right direction. Um, they still need a Robin. To Jaws Batman, but they are going in the right direction. So Your dog disagrees. Yeah, my dog does disagree. Um, but I like where, where the Grizzlies are headed. Uh, but Golden State right now probably has the most solidified team to keep going. So um, game another game I do want to talk about though is. Boston and Milwaukee. That game was seven games. The defending champs are now out of the system. They're out of the, they're going home on vacation. Um, what did you guys see in that game? Did y'all watch game seven? Anybody? Yeah, I watched, I watched a lot of that series. Um, I honestly think if the Bucks have Chris Middleton, they win that series in six. Um, I think they, um, they had so much like Giannis. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know how good Giannis is, but Giannis literally carried that team. He, he took, put them on his back. And the fact that he got them to seven was incredible. And the fact that they didn't lose in five or six was incredible. Like, cause they should have lost in game five when Boston, um, when Boston had a lead and then blew it at the end. Uh, and then forced it back to Milwaukee, where Milwaukee could have closed it, but they didn't, and then obviously Boston won. But Jason Tatum's just – I mean, dude's an, an animal. Like, I mean, even though they lost last night against Miami, he had, what, 19 or 20 in the first half um, 
last night, and then he he sucked it up in the second half. But Jason Tatum's just I th- I mean I think I talked about it last week. He's saying I'm a I'm arrived. I, I'm one of the top seven to ten best players in the NBA. Uh, I'm a MVP candidate type guy. I'm here. This is like my like I, I'm the next up. Uh, he's he wants to be one of the faces of the fr- or faces of the league. Like he wants he's he's gonna come after a Luca. He's gonna come after a Giannis. Like he he's that good. He's and, a great two way player. Yeah, he is. And I think if I, I do think if Middleton's there, I think the Bucks went in six. But the fact that he wasn't there, it was evident that they just didn't have enough firepower on offense uh, to get it done. Yeah. Josh, I mean, did you get to watch this game or did you see at least highlights of this game? I um I saw highlights of it. Okay. Do you have any I, I anything that from what Dylan said? I mean, I know you pretty yeah, much think- went through the whole thing. I, I agree with the whole Middleton comment, but. Yeah, I think um, you know, you're playing without your second best player. Whether it, you know, his Robin is gone. Yeah, exactly. And I think he ran out of gas some in Game Seven. You know, like he still put up some stats. You know, dude put up 25, 20, and nine. Yeah. But like the combination of what Dilly was saying about Tatum kind of taking over. Um, I mean, honestly, too, like. You know, Tatum taking over, Jalen Brown played well, but, like, Grant Williams shooting threes like nobody's business. Oh, um, that's crazy. He you know, and Milwaukee everything. just couldn't do much. Um, yeah, and and so I think, yeah, Middleton would have helped them. I think with Middleton, they probably win the series, although it's hard to say if Middleton's playing, does that push more out of Tatum, Brown, um, smart, yeah. you know, and even finding out now that smart is still battling injuries. Um, yeah. I, I, I wonder how much, like what percentage he was playing at. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that series. I mean, I, I was thinking about this today. I was like, you know, smarts out. He was out game one of this, of the Eastern conference finals. Al Horford stepped up a lot in this yep. series against Milwaukee. Turning back the clock. Yeah, he he's looking like a young Horford. Um, sorry, I was about to say young Horford, and I just I, I ended up hiccuping and burping at the same time, and so it just stopped. So, um, <laughs> so I think this series, I think if Middleton was there, like you said, it, you know they could have played better. They could have played. They could have stepped their game up even more. Um, I. I I'm curious to see what happens next year. You know, every year somebody can come up, somebody can just pop up that wasn't expected. You know, like Dylan, like we talked about last week, in January of last year, in December of last year, the Celtics were looked at as one of the worst teams in the NBA. And they were everybody's thinking that, you know, this whole change with the new coach and the new and, and everything changed, like they're gonna have to make some changes, adjustments, and all this stuff over the offseason. And then January hits and they're the best team in basketball. So I, 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 I'm curious to see how far they can go. They're going against a, a, a tough Miami team. Um, I will just say this, uh, you know, when we do talk about that game, uh, there was a stat I heard. The Boston Celtics have been in three cities, played three games in five days. Yeah, they've played a lot of games recently so and a lot of travel. You want to wonder, like, why they're exhausted. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still giving credit to Miami. They played a great game. But 
you give a, a rest, maybe an extra day to Tatum and, you know, and Brown, who knows what happens. Um, I mean, now you've got Horford in the uh, COVID protocol. You got Marcus Smart's out for probably another game. So, I mean, we'll talk about that series. Um, a next one, Miami and Philly. Here's I'm just going to go into it. Is Harden done? Is Harden a superstar anymore? Well, might somewhat depend on your definition of superstar. Okay. Is Harden a Batman? Possibly. Number one on a team. Yeah, is Harden oh, Batman? Oh, wait, no, yeah, ba- Batman, no, no, sorry. Batman, no. Heck no. He's a Robin. Maybe a Robin a or an Alfred. <laughs> Maybe an Alfred. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, to be honest, Joel right now is the Batman. Tyrese Maxey looked like the Robin. So, yeah, then exactly. maybe then Harden might be Alfred. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a, that was a good line. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. I like that one. Um, okay. So, you know, for this offseason, you know, he's going to opt into this money because he's, he ain't going to get it if he opts out. Um, he might not opt in. He says he wants to come back. It depends on if he wants to help the team with a contract. Okay, so here's my thing. But on the open market, if he had no opt-in, nothing, he is not worth 40 plus million dollars. No. But he's not worth 35 plus million. Maybe this, 30. Okay, tell me this. I'll here's what I want to get into is after the series was over and Bede called him out. Said he needed to play better. He said he was not the Houston James Hart. No. Was it right to do? Yeah, he did not play well. <laughs> he had one good game the whole series. He, and it wasn't even a good game. It was a good half. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's, he's a playmaker, but he's – Josh, what have I always said about James Harden? He's inefficient. He's inefficient. And the fact that he can't create space anymore like he used to or draw fouls, He's more inefficient than he once was, and he yep. was inefficient before. And so he's not as efficient. He can't create the space. He's also seems like he's out of shape all the time. Like, he just, does, to me, doesn't seem like, like, if he's the number three option on that team, if he comes back to Philly, Joel is the number one, Tyrese Maxey the number two, and what jo- James is doing, James, this offseason, Doc Rivers needs to come to James Harden and say, what I need you to do is become better catch and shoot. Not that that's all you're going to do, but Tyrese Maxey needs the ball in his hands and you need to be ready to shoot and knock down shots and make the defense respect it so that we are a better team. Because if he doesn't have the ball and is not attacking, he stands there and does nothing. He's not a good catch and shoot guy. And so he needs to improve that this offseason if he wants to come back into Philly. But he if I'm Doc Rivers, he's coming back as 2B to me, Tyrese Max. Yeah, to be or not to be. But uh, but he's going to be 2B, I think, to Tyrese Maxey. Okay, so the other comment I wanted to talk about here with this game, and this is the reason I wanted to bring this up, is did y'all hear the Harden comment after? I didn't know. Okay, his comment – 
and I'm going to paraphrase it in a sense because I can't remember exact word for word. And I'm not going to try and figure it out, find it right now. But here's comment was, I'm finally in a spot where I can get into good shape before the season starts. Okay, so where was that in Brooklyn? I mean, I know you wanted out of Houston, but you wanted out of Houston to go to Brooklyn. When you started at Brooklyn, you got to Brooklyn, you were supposed to start this season. You know, it was big, big three type setup, everything like that. So you went and got out of shape. You didn't take it serious. Well, not to defend him, but you wonder how high his motivation level was to get into shape for a season where he knew Kyrie wasn't going to play. But that's my thing, though, is here's my here, – I guess here's what I, mean, here's like, what I if you have If you have a teammate who you know doesn't care, like what – how much – and, I mean, this would go into – I don't know that James Harden is a winner, okay? Um, if, you're, if you're a winner, if you're a baller, if you're a gamer, it doesn't matter. But if you're not and you have teammates or even a teammate who is just dogging it, who clearly doesn't care about basketball, how motivated are you when you know – like, I mean, Ty, you said the big three, but you're going in and you're knowing, okay – one of my big three doesn't care about basketball and the other one is injury prone. Like he, yeah, but, he, he may have known there was no championship in that. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm saying if he cared about the game, if he cared about winning, he would have kept himself in shape, but I'm just saying, I don't think he cares that much. And then you have a teammate who clearly doesn't care about basketball at all. And now. Okay. Happens. Okay, so I mean, like, I'm not defending him. I'm saying, I no, I get you. Lazy, I, I, think, I think he's a lazy player who needs somebody to motivate him. But we all know KD isn't doing much motivating. Come on, like, well, and that's what I think is, is KD couldn't get one teammate. You know, James KD couldn't get James Harden in shape and couldn't get Kyrie to play. Yo, yeah. part part of the reason Ben didn't want to play is because of how intense Embiid is. Maybe Embiid is the leader that Harden needs to kind of whoop his butt into shape because Embiid is calling him out in the press. KD never would have done that. No. KD no. would have maybe gotten on a burner year. account and tried to call him out, but that's about as much as that guy's going to do. And Embiid did that last year to Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's, like, why, Embiid, that's why. Embiid has no cares on nope. calling people out. And, well. and it crippled Ben. So now Ben's going and playing with the guy who's never going to call him out. But – Yeah, I, I think I guess I, I get your point there. I just I'm I have a problem when it comes to the fact that you're getting forty million dollars and you're not even taking it serious. Well, the when so unless I missed something, when have we ever associated James Harden with being a winner or someone who really cares about winning more than his own personal stat line? I, I don't know. I mean, unless I miss something, he's never come across to me as someone who enjoyed, like, who'd rather, if you gave, who'd rather James a title, Harden, if you gave, if you gave James Harden truth serum and said, would you rather be the MVP of the league or win a championship? He'd say he'd rather be the MVP because that means his numbers are better and he's playing at a good level. I guess I could see your point there. I guess I could see your point there. Yeah. I just, 
I don't know. I just, you know, he's he'd rather be the MVP and get paid $40 million, just like Russell Westbrook, who's going to be the highest paid player in the NBA. I will say year. he is better than Russell Westbrook, right? <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, I want to start on this series that are going right now. We've kind of touched on them a little bit. You've got um, Boston and Miami, who Miami did win last night. Um, 118 to 107. Boston was in the game till about the third in middle of the third quarter. And then uh Miami just kind of took over. And I think, like I said, I'm not giving an excuse to Boston, but I think three games in five and three cities in five days will take a lot out of you. Um I still see and, this and game it's not close. No. Milwaukee to Boston to Miami. Yeah. I, I have to say this um, personally, I still see Boston taking the series. I think they just have more talent. Uh, I will give Miami a lot of credit. You know, they have great talent. They hit, play great team ball. But I think if you have to look at it, if Marcus Smart and Al Horford can get on this floor, on the court, I think that Boston has this. Now, if both of them are out for multiple games, like more than just, you know, one or two, I think it, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to change that pick. But if you can have a strong, full Boston team, Boston has this. Thoughts? Yo, you want to go first? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I think if if I, Horford's not as important, I think, to me uh, for Boston as Marcus Smart is, they're the, the current defensive player, player of the year. Yep. Um, and if you can get Marcus Smart back, um, I think that's huge for them. But I think they have the better team. They have the most uh, – let me I, – I lied. They have the better talent. Miami has the better team, yeah. like in terms of chemistry. Yep. Um, my In terms of depth and talent, like Boston might – might be the best team in the playoffs, like in terms of pure talent that they have on the roster and ability. I mean, I think Golden State's probably the the like would say they have a better talent. And I'd probably agree, but but Boston, Boston is up there. Jason Tatum's kind of come out. Jalen Brown's a great player. Marcus Smart's a good player. Um, they have shooters. They have uh, guys who who play their role well. Um, I think, yeah, if you get Marcus Smart back, I think Boston wins this in probably six or seven. I think they go to seven if Marcus Smart misses game two because I think they go down 2-0. But then they're going to have to win four out of five, which includes probably having to tie the series 2-2 before they leave Boston to come back to Miami. And they might have to win three if they really want to – they might have to win games two, three, four, and five if they really want to to win. But I think they can do it. They have the talent. They have maybe the not maybe the best player on the floor in Jason Tatum in Boston. Yeah. Um, and in terms of pure talent, but I think it's going to be interesting. That my it's a battle of talent versus team. Jimmy Butler is. Josh said is is a knockoff superstar, uh, and he's but that team plays so hard that plays play team plays so well um, together that they're really difficult to beat. 
and so you're going to have to be on your game. And if they don't have Marcus Smart, unless Jason Tatum drops a 50-piece in game two, I don't see them winning game two. Or Jalen Brown dropping a 50-piece, one of the two. I think you look and you see, like, man, the Celtics, it looked like they were running away with it yesterday. And then the Heat just came back and boom. Yo, they slapped them in the third quarter. Yeah. And you look at the defense that the Heat can play. Yo, because Boston, it's, you know, everybody talks about Boston's defense, but Jimmy Butler is no slouch. He's Bam, a great two way, too. Bam, great defender. PJ Tucker, yo, he's a, he's a bigger Pat Beverly. Um, dude, dude can lock people down. I think Boston's better. Um, but I can't rule out Miami because so many of these guys have been playing together. They have the chemistry, Dylan, you were talking about. Both teams have phenomenal coaches. Yes. Yo, yes. Ime Udoka has, man, he's surprised me. I, I did not expect him to be as good of a coach as he is. And then Spolstra might be one of the best coaches in the league. And so I, I think, as you guys said, Boston, they have more talent. I think if Marcus Smart is healthy for at least you know, the majority of the games in the series, I think Boston wins. But man, everybody's been you know sleeping on Miami. They you know they're the number one seed, and everybody thought they might lose the first round, and then well they're going to lose to Philly, and then now it's just assumed they're going to lose to Boston. It's like there's a reason this team's the first seed. You know they're yeah. they're, they're a good team. But I still, yeah. I mean, I do think Boston has more talent, but I would not be at all surprised if this one goes seven. I, I, if I, I had, if yeah. I had to put money on it today, I'd probably say Boston in seven. Yeah, I, I think I, I could see six or seven is what I'm looking at. I say Boston's going to win it, but I agree. Miami is a great team. They play great team basketball. Now, granted, they do have a star. I, I will say this: Jimmy Butler, you can't sleep on him. He's a great two way player. Um, he he doesn't he's not flashy. That's why people don't know. Like they look at him and just think of his attitude or whatever has happened on the court. You know, like what he said um, when he after the Boston. Uh, I'm sorry, after the Philly series, he's like, "Y'all picked Tobias Harris over me." You know, okay. So I, I got to interesting. James Harden and Jimmy Butler on a team. Oh my god, it would work. <laughs> it would not work at all. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler would not. No, it wouldn't work at all. Um, but you know, I, I you're right. Spolstra is a great head coach. I just, I, I don't see Jimmy Butler is Batman. But I just, I'm not sure if they officially have a Robin. They have great players. I just don't know if I would say any of them are Robin. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, at one point in Jimmy's career, when he was playing for Chicago, like at the back end of his Chicago, Minnesota, Philly days, like he was thought of as top, top talent, top two to five best two-way players in the NBA. Uh, and he's still a great two-way player. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. They, I mean, they have the, the thing with Miami is that they're so deep. And they have so many other weapons that you just don't know who's going to go off. Like you expect Jimmy to get his 20 plus and his other, uh, his other 
effects on the game. But like, is Tyler Hero going to pop for twenty? Is Duncan Oladipo. Robinson going? Oladipo is that a bio going to drop twenty five and fifteen? Like, what? Like, you just don't know, and that makes them dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then let's talk about the game that is currently on while we're recording right now. Just went to the half, and that is Golden State in Dallas. Um, I just texted to you guys as we were doing this. I saw a Dirk sighting in the game. So he's there. Um, I want to ask Dylan, I want your honest opinion. You know, Golden State's, I'm, I'm going to say, you're probably going to say Golden State takes this. But is it a is it a five game? Is it a six game? Is it a seven game? And if it's not a sweep, and granted, yes, I know it's not going to be a sweep because you know Luca's on the floor and he's he could win you a game just by himself, but he can't play all five positions and he can't take on all five people on the court. I think he could, but. Uh... But no, I'm, I'm semi joking, not really. But I think this game could go six or this series could go six or seven. Golden State better not hope, better better do everything in their power that this does not go to a game seven. Because one game and Luca could pop, and Luca's great in game sevens. He's only played in what three or four, but he, he's really good in game sevens. He's averaging um, 29.7. Yeah, he's averaging a lot in Game 7s. Uh, they just won in Game 7 against Phoenix, who everyone all season said was the best team in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so you don't want to take Luka in a one-game se- one winner-take-all go to the finals. You want to get it done in six if you're going to do it. Um, but I think Luka – I think the Mavs have uh, a lot better team. We talked about this a little bit than people give them credit for. Um, I like a lot of their pieces that they have on their team um, that they, they play their role. Like Luca's obviously the alpha and then there's a little bit of a drop off and then you got Dinwiddie and Brunson uh, and then there's a drop off and then you got a lot of role players. Um, but Finney Smith hits shots. Dwight Powell hits shots. Cleaver hits shots. Bertans hits shots. Nita or the, whatever. I, I forget how to say his name. Um, he's a great defender. They have guys who lock in on defense. I think they have the best three-point defense in the NBA or one of the top three, if I'm not mistaken, in Dallas. Um, and they're, they're just a good, they're a good team. Obviously they need another weapon. I think they're, 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 um, punching above their weight right now. Yeah. Um, because they don't have a secondary star, but they have one star who is really good. Uh, yeah. And so he's he's the guy that I think they could they could drive this game to or this to six. I think Golden State probably leaves home two and zero. Oh. I think Dallas takes Game three, and I think it'll be interesting in Game four uh, if they can get it to two two, or if they go up if Golden State goes up three uh, one, because I don't see Golden State losing at home at all to Dallas. So game five, if it's three, one, I think golden state closes it in five, but if Dallas can tie it up two two going back to golden state in game five, that's a series. That'll yeah. be interesting. And the golden state better close it out in six. Cause if they fool around and go to game seven, there's a good chance they lose. 
Josh, you got anything you want to add to this? No, I think that was that was a good bit. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the the breakdown is accurate. You know, the Warriors are the better team, but if Dallas can somehow get a lot out of Brunson, Dinwiddie, and Kleber, if Matt, you know, Maxi hits those threes, Dinwiddie plays some solid minutes, Brunson plays well, and then Luca Lucas. I don't know. It could get interesting. I would definitely say Golden State should take this series. And if Golden State takes it in five, not going to be shocked. If it goes seven, also not going to be shocked. You know, that's just the, it all depends on those role players for Dallas. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we keep joking about it, but of course, Luca's the Batman to, on, on the Mavericks. They don't have a solid Robin. Um, they have a lot of Alfreds. I'm going to go with that. I like that. Um, but Alfred and Batman can do some things, but you need a Robin um, to make real change. And I think Dallas wants to have Robin, but they just don't know who it's going to be yet. They tried KP. And he's I was going to say, not Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. They tried to put Robins together, and they just haven't worked out yet. Luke is um, a really hard guy to think about who would fit with him. You know do what? You want, do, you want a, do you want a five, like an Aiton? Who's a free agent this offseason? Or do you want a like a one or a two, like a legit guard? Like, I don't know. Like, it's really hard to figure out what will fit with Luca. I think an Aiton would fit. And I think an Aiton would be really good for Dallas. I I I I would say if I would if I could put somebody there because I just know that the issues that are going on with them and his current team. Rudy Gobert. Hmm. That would be really good, too. Yeah. Because him and Donovan have not meshed since COVID started. And I think that they're going to have to find something, some way to do something with that. And I think if you could put Gobert and Luka together, that's defensive, that's offensive, that's rebounds, that's a lot of, you know, what Luka needs. And just find some other shooter. Danny Green, you know, like somebody who's, a shooter, but not like he's a role-playing shooter. So, um, yeah. But with that, we will end this episode. Um, and, you know, we'll be back next week. We'll probably be talking some more NHL maybe if Josh is on. I know he's got a couple – next couple of weeks are going to be a little crazy for him. Um, Married man coming soon. Yep. And then uh, – We'll have some NFL. We'll start doing some fantasy soon, just so you guys know. Um, you know, it's coming up for fantasy football. is coming up. It, drafts are coming up soon, so we'll start getting into that. Uh, NBA playoffs are definitely going to be talking about, you know, especially matchups and things that go on with the finals. So, all right. With that, we're out. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.